That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a minute-by-minute rewatch of Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. We have arrived at... Wow, you would think the one thing I would check before we say... It's minute 20, correct? Yes. Okay, minute 20. We have... I think we ended the previous minute of the film on a slow zoom in on Lois Lane's face which is where we actually begin Minute 20 as well. However, we are going to quickly leave it behind for Washington, politics, and perhaps even our first glimpse of Gotham City. Yeah, it's it's a, a sudden, sudden shift from the type of narrative that we've been told so far. Even though we've had dialogue and stuff kind of moving in to where we are now, it makes everything else feel almost like a like a dream or I mean it's very clearly like a prologue like there's a there's a tonal and stylistic shift in how the story is is being told I feel like you know it's only 20 minutes of the movie but we've we've spent now 20 episodes so sort of entrenched in those and um so reviewing this it, it felt noticeably different jumping into this well I'm excited because it means the introduction of some pretty key role players coming up. So are you ready to start? I'm always ready. To Washington. The world has been so caught up with what Superman can do that no one has asked what he should do. Let the record show that this committee holds him responsible. So this minute begins with the voiceover of a woman whose identity we don't know yet. She is speaking with a, I guess, general African accent. So we understand Okay, she is speaking before this Senate hearing, and while we don't need, uh, we don't know the specifics, we don't really need to yet, right? Right. Well, she's clearly, you know, we just left Nairobi, and so yeah. I think the inference that that's what she's referring to it seems to be pretty clear. Yeah, and she's describing the scene from the point of view of the locals, which I guess this is kind of putting it. Um, this really drives home for me. She says that, you know, there was a, the sound that of, of Superman coming because they wouldn't have known anything that happened prior to that. Yeah. Superman came, then came fire, and then even worse came after. So I think that this kind of drives home the fact that it wasn't what Superman did. And I think I kind of missed this the first couple of times I saw it was we kind of spoke to it a lot. So I don't want to rehash too much of it, but. It isn't what Superman did, it's it was the consequences of his actions, right? Right, like sort of the same thing he, as Lois. He he destabilized the the power in the region and as a result someone else was able to come in and and cause problems according to this woman. Right. That's th- this is very interesting. It's a really interesting part of the movie because at this point like you said we don't know who she is. Obviously we'll go on to find out that she's um, lying on behalf of Luther. We, I guess we never really find out for sure if she's even from the village or not, or if she's just a total, a total fraud. But it is interesting watching the first time and not knowing who she is. And I feel like this is something that some people have gotten caught up on, especially in the theatrical version where there's so little context for, you know, they skipped so much in Africa. And so all of a sudden you jump to her. Like you said, it does infer that she's saying what came after is a big deal, Mm -hmm. but I think that a lot of people assumed that she was claiming that Superman did this. Did this, right? yeah. 
Yeah. And and she doesn't implying an eyewitness account. Yeah, exactly. And she does, you know, she she doesn't let Superman off the hook by any stretch, but with the shorter Africa scene in the theatrical cut, so the sort of lack of her backstory also that, mm-hmm. you know, cuz they flesh her out more in there. It's kind of kind of insane how drastically that changes the perspective of her cuz they basically through the way they edited it reframed her story into saying that she is giving an eyewitness account, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think. Now we kind of know just from having watched it the way that we have that we have to pay particular attention to the words being used. And uh, the thing that never clicked with me is I was always seeing it as, and I always remember the attack and these people being killed, but it is even worse came after. You know, there was obviously a military response. Innocent people were killed. Happens a lot in Africa. People usually just don't hear about it. So I kind of applaud these senators for making it their business. But like Superman didn't do it. But, you know, to to quote (laughs) Amajog, ignorance is not the same as innocence just because he didn't understand what his actions would bring. Yeah. He's not innocent here. Right. And And I think that that is kind of a... I I have always kind of known that in the back of my mind, and now it's been kind of brought to the forefront that the whole – I watched Man of Steel, and it was, you know, well, Superman, there's devastation and stuff because he's not Superman yet, right? Right. The movie's not called Superman for a reason, and now it is – he is becoming who he is and who he's going to be and starting to – I guess be like have a super mind or a super conscience about this stuff that he also needs. Yeah. And the way this is worded and kind of use this to like put a button on the end of that sequence, just because he didn't know, he is still accountable. And I and I like that Senator Finch, uh, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to get into her dialogue because that very drastically yeah. frames. And I think Holly Hunter's Finch is kind of one of, I think, probably one of my favorite characters in the movie too and doesn't get yeah. as much as much attention. I think before we focus on that, though, I did want to point out something uh give me two seconds (laughs) so i think that it's very important we got to look at what senator finch is here uh, saying also because that leads directly from what you were saying i think there was also some confusion with a lot of first-time observers again especially with the theatrical cut because leading up to the movie there was so much speculation or just outright assumption that all of this congressional stuff was about Superman being held accountable for Metropolis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And which makes sense. I mean, I think that in a more streamlined version of this movie, that might make a lot of sense as the as the plot for that. That eliminates a lot of kind of my favorite parts of this movie and some of the nuance. You know, the, all, the whole, all the political stuff we've been talking about is mm-hmm. basically slashed from the script if you reframe it as if he's being held accountable for Metropolis. But in the trailers, you hear her saying you know, Superman needs to be held accountable and you see him standing in the Capitol building and all that. And so I think people assumed that that's what this is about. And then as a result, through the the sort of initial first reactions to the movie, I think a lot of people didn't change. Yeah. They didn't re retrace their steps and kind of reapproach the movie fresh. They, I even read some reviews where they outright said that this is all about Metropolis. Yeah. That he's being called to the carpet. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. and maybe that's the marketing's fault or a combination of marketing and, you know, rampant speculation reported as fact and and then the theatrical cut not doing a clear job of establishing the, those themes that we've been focusing on for the last 20 mm-hmm. episodes. But it is kind of crazy how different this looks if you if you don't if you forget about what Amajog said about innocence is not the same 
as or yeah. ignorance is not the same as innocence or those pious American fictions spoken as truths. Um, those things are all this is where that matters. Right. Yeah. And this explains kind of what we were talking to for the past 10 minutes. Why so much of this conversation is American? Because the American government has taken responsibility, recognizing that Superman is an American citizen or, or we know his civilian identity is. If the CIA had, had launched a drone strike and they had broken the neutrality, then I imagine a different group of, you know, senators potentially would be convening a different board to look into who's responsible for that, right? Like the, the bottom line was there was an American journalist somewhere. We kind of have spoken about how they would sweep away the CIA connections, yeah. but Superman stepped in it, caused an international, well, not even international crisis, caused a foreign crisis. Mm -hmm. And at least one of those people has now come to the United States seeking whatever you want to call it, you know, seeking refuge or seeking to be heard. And when now with all of this stuff in, in my mind, when Senator Finch says, let the record show that we hold Superman responsible for this. Mm -hmm. I totally understand. Like it is no longer a case of mistaken accounts or a weird eyewitness statement that I don't really understand. No, I get she's saying that they hold Superman responsible because for all intents and purposes, he is. Right. Well, if he hadn't gone there, this wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Well, and you skipped ahead to her right before she says that. She says the world has been so caught up in what Superman can do. We haven't asked what he should do. And I think that's which has been like the last 10 minutes of our. Yeah, we, we've, we've <laughs> talked about watch, that, that yeah. a ton. So it's not we don't need to break that open again. But I think that's very key to what she's talking about here is that she's not saying mm -hmm. we hold him accountable because he burned these people alive or because he um, or because he um, saved a journalist or, you know, whatever. She's saying yeah. we hold him accountable because he involved himself in a situation that had backlash. And so we're holding him accountable yeah. for that backlash. I, I like the the establishing of this as and it's. Just like kind of thinking more about it, it became kind of a central part of the Superman story in this movie to me is he didn't know that's what happened because – Yeah, because he wasn't there. He Yeah, and he didn't take the time to – I mean like the – I have the – you know, when I see the Senate, I have the line, I didn't see it because I wasn't looking. Yeah. And that could be – you know, I mean that – it's it's funny too because that seems controversial, but like that would be – in my mind, like that makes sense to be one of, if not the question that Superman has in his head as he kind of like takes that fictional step from being a superpowered guy to I'm going to be Superman is, man, there can be nothing that I'm not looking for. I, or turning a blind eye or being ignorant of and saying, oh, oh, well, well, no, man, when you say, oh, well, I'm going to do the thing right in front of me. According to this woman, a lot of people died because of it, and you weren't there to stop them. Yeah, while he was eating his hero cake, yep. opposing forces came in in this you know situation in Nairobi yep. and and wiped out the other villagers or enslaved them or made child soldiers or whatever all they were going to do. Yeah, and that was because he you know took Lois and is not yeah, the same <laughs> as innocence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, pick pick any line that has been spoken in the past ten minutes, yep. and it probably applies here. We we conclude with this woman saying that. She thinks that Superman answers to nobody, not even, I think, to God. We move from that into, I guess, all we really see is a football game being played. And don't really know what's going on, but I know the score is 58 to nothing. Yeah, and uh, apparently Gotham sucks at football. Yeah. <laughs> and that is where uh, 
I, I like that this minute ends with taking a step from, I guess, Washington into Gotham City, which is like, here is the American institution that is going to hold Superman responsible. And now we're taking a step into the guy who is. Yeah. Which is really cool. Oh, yeah, he answers to no one, not even to God. Well, and we'll talk about this more in the next minute, but Batman is introduced by being called a devil. Yeah. So if he doesn't answer, you know, if God, if, um, God won't kill, yeah. if man can't kill God, then the devil will do it, right? Yeah. I yeah. think that's what, is that the line? Yeah. Um, any, any other notes? No, not really. I just, I, I've been obsessing over this as we lead up to it for like the past, you know, several episodes, but I absolutely love how this is minute 20. And we've had <laughs> minute by minute bookended by explosions and gunshots and just like a, you know, like a clock stepping, you know, forward uh, yeah. tick by tick. And now, now we're at the, uh, the movie has started and, and we're, we're delving into all this stuff. And I don't know, that's just a brilliant way to wrap up those last 20 minutes and, and enter the next. Yeah. Uh, who knows what the next 10 minutes will hold? I can tell you that the next minute is going to hold a, boatload of comic book yeah. easter eggs <laughs> i was like i hope he's googling some of these too because this is a little uh a little intense oh yeah it was um <laughs> it was a, a good walk down memory <laughs> lane so that will be minute 21 but this does it for minute 20 as always i guess i always feel like if we say you know follow us on twitter or you know subscribe in itunes it's like at what point like, are you obviously doing that? But then I see that, yeah, well, like, if you're on if you're on episode twenty, I you know I would hope that you are subscribed already. If if you are not subscribed, go back to episode one. Yeah, you know, we've been doing this for twenty minutes already. How <laughs> dare you you skip all of our hard work? <laughs> if you have been listening for the past twenty episodes and being uh, frustratedly muttering to yourself, why aren't they on Spotify? I I fixed that, and we are now on Spotify. People every every few weeks, someone is like, "Why aren't you on?" you know, whatever platform. And it's usually pretty easy to add. And if we're not on there, it's just an oversight. So let me know, hit me up on Twitter. Yep. And, um, and I'll, I'll get our feed added and, you know, we want to be easy to, easy to listen to, you know, I'm not going to like mail you a physical copy or anything, but I'll yeah. do what I can. People were so concerned with whether or not Steven could add the pod. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Hmm. I wonder if I land. Hmm. 